0: Turn with me to Romans four and uh, Galatians three, and we will uh, we'll proceed as as the Lord would help us and allow, and just staying an open to him. In Romans the fourth chapter, and the first verse, he said, What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, pertaining to the flesh, has found? He's talking about Abraham, our father. Verse 11, it says, He is the father of all them that believe. Are you a believer? Sometimes people talk about the, the father of the faith movement. Sometimes people, when they hear that, they think of Brother Kenneth Hagin. And I highly regard his place in this as well. But you got to go back further than that. And if you say, well, maybe it was... Brother E.W. Kenyon, Smith Wigglesworth, or John G. Lake. Or... No, no, you got to keep going. you got to keep. Well, what are you talking about? Uh, Martin Luther, the just shall live by faith. That's great, but no. No, you got to keep going way, way back. Who's the father of those that believe and those that live by faith and walk by faith and please God by faith and are overcome by faith and justified by faith? None other than Abraham. Abraham. You claim kin to him nowadays? Well, you should. If you're a Christian, you should. Verse 12 says, Not only those who are of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. Verse 16, Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of who? Of, of who? Of all. Us all. So do you claim Abraham as your father in the faith? Yes, sir. You should. It should be very real to us. In Galatians 3 and 6. Galatians 3 and 6. It says, even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, it says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Verse 9, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Not only do we have faith like Abraham, we are blessed like Abraham. We have the faith of Abraham. And the blessing of Abraham. If we realize what that was, we'd be shouting a whole lot more on that one. Uh, Just said out loud by faith, I have the faith faith of Abraham. 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 And I have the blessing blessing of of Abraham. Thank you, Lord. He said, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 29 says, and if you be Christ, are you? Are you Christ? Then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I have the faith of Abraham. I have the blessing of Abraham. And I inherit with Abraham. Oh, somebody say glory to God. God. I'm heir with him of the promise. Now in Isaiah 51.1, we saw this. Isaiah 51.1 says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock which you are hewn and to the hole of the pit which you are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and to Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Now we're going to see that Peter talks about this and other places talk about this comparing faith to gold. And here you see that same kind of thought and terminology. He said, look to the rock you were hewn out of. And when he says the hole or pit, he's talking about the mine shaft where precious metals are mined. And our faith, like gold, comes out of the same mine as Abraham's. You ever heard the phrase, cut from the same cloth? Yes, sir. Well, we're cut from the same rock. We're cut out of the same core. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same faith that Abraham walked in when he was alive on the earth. We walk in that same faith. We having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. There's been enough teaching now on faith and living by faith for a few decades now that there have developed a number of different ideas about these things. And there's been emphasis on principles. And a lot of good things to learn. Don't misunderstand me. But you have to watch about focusing on principles and getting away from the genuine article. You can know a lot about something and not have it. You can know a lot about something and not be living that way. Not be walking in it. And so we've gone back this week. We're looking to the rock we're cut out of. We're looking at the core of where faith came from. Hallelujah. And we're seeing what real faith is and what it's not. How many want to know? How many want to get rid of any phony junk? Any just intellectual stuff that's not real and true and right? And walk in this real faith just like your father Abraham. We begin back in Genesis 12, if you want to head back that way again. Back in Genesis 12. And we saw where God told Abraham to leave his country. And to leave his kinfolks. And what did Abraham do? One of the big reasons that he's in the book. Is because every time God told him to do something, he did it without changing it, without procrastinating. He did it completely, and he did it immediately. And we see that when God told him, leave your uh, kinfolks, leave your home country, and go to a place I'll show you. uh, I believe it's verse 4, right after he told him, Abraham departed. Now, uh, we must remember, Abraham's a man. He's a human being just like you or me. He had things to deal with. He had things to overcome. The fears would have come to him about any dangers they would face going into the unknown. No support out there. No protection out there. Where are you even going? The enemy always tries to paint a picture of failure. You're going to go out there and starve. Mm -hmm. You're going to go out there and somebody, some uh, group is going to attack you and and all this could take everything you got. And I mean, any number of failure scenarios, but we learned last night that Abraham learned how to do it. He just didn't consider anything else after God had spoken to him. And so he overcame fears. And then also we talked about how that you'll have to overcome your own feelings. You know, you got attachments there at home. You you care about your people. You got your relationships. You got your emotions. You got your feelings. But you can't love yourself, your feelings, your people, a place, a thing, a job, an area of the country, anything more than you love Him. If you're going to walk this faith walk like Abraham did. Now, We see in Romans 4 that Abraham walked in steps and it talked about us walking in the same kind of steps. This reveals progression and every step that you take and obey and follow through and see God move, it strengthens you. Your faith gets stronger and is quickened. Well, then you're able to hear something bigger. You're able to hear something that would be more challenging. And and God will tell you that. And if you believe it and you step out on that and you see God move on that, guess what's what you're ready for now? You're ready to hear something that's bigger and something that's greater. And if you'll read from chapter 12 through to about chapter uh, 22 especially you'll see how that God keeps doing this with Abraham. Every time he's successful in taking a step of faith, the next thing you know, he broadens him. He opens him up. He talks to him bigger and greater. And it's interesting to realize that when God told Abraham, Abram, I want you to leave your country, leave your home, folks, and come on. At that moment, God has in mind. Where he wants to get Abraham. Over the course of the next years. And the next many situations. And next steps. He's Abram's not there today. But God's going to get him there. Yes. Abram couldn't hear. What he would tell him. Decades later. He's not able to hear that. And grasp that. And believe that. But. God's got him on a track. God's got him on a path that's getting brighter and brighter. Can you say amen? Are you a child of Abraham? Are you walking by faith too? Does God have you on a track? I said, does God have you on a track? Does he have you on a path? Yes. I know just Phyllis and I walking with the Lord for the past 30 plus years. Some of the things he's told us to do in the last four or five years. No way he could have told us to do it 30 years ago. We couldn't have even related to it. We'd have just fainted and fell out. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about? I shared the other night how when I was 17. And the Lord dealt with me about pastoring a church. And I couldn't even sleep the whole night. It kept me up all night. And uh, I I thought maybe he's talking about me starting pastoring uh, the next week. And uh, the only church I knew was a little country church there where we had been going. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, Keith, by the time you get to it, I'll have you ready. And it was, uh, oh, it was 25 plus years before I got to it. And the next step that I had to take wasn't pastoring the church. It was going to a meeting. It took all the faith, Phyllis and I had, to believe to go out to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and go to Brother Hagin's camp meeting. Now, that might not sound too big to you, but we had never done anything like that. We didn't have the money. We didn't even have a car that you could be confident would make it out there and back. But we set our faith that we're going. We just knew in our spirit we're supposed to go. So we set our faith that we're going. We sowed seed. We confessed and claimed we're going to have plenty. And over the course of the next uh, weeks and months, things came in line, fell in line. In fact, we were on the road headed to Oklahoma, and somebody had given us a car to use. Glory to God. I mean, and we didn't even know. Uh, Phyllis said, I got money. People had handed her money the last couple. I said, me too. I got money too. <laughs> and when we put our money together, we had plenty for our rooms and our meals. And, and I know that might not sound too big, but that was our step of faith. Right. And while we were there, we toured the uh, Ramah Bible Training Center campus. And while we were doing it, God spoke to us. I don't mean an audible voice, but he spoke in our hearts. We were supposed to come there. Of course, how are you going to do that? Took all the faith you had. Come to the camp meeting. (laughs) Now you're talking about moving out there. You're talking about tuition every quarter. You're talking about all these things. But the Lord doesn't show you the big thing and the last thing first. Somebody say, "Thank thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It can be as simple as get yourself out of bed and go to church. It can be as simple as go to that meeting, and you don't realize it, but it is the first step in the journey of a thousand miles. Come on, are you listening? And if you will take that step of faith, something's going to happen inside you. You're going to see victory. You're going to see God meet your needs. You're going to see it work out. And it might not be the biggest thing shaking the planet, but it's going to minister to you. And it was you, and it happened to you. And whether you realize it or not, God's gearing you up. He's getting you ready. He's going to tell you something else. And it's going to get bigger. And it's going to get better. And it's going to take you further. And he's already got in mind, way over here. Actually, no. It's on way, 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 way pass this life ruling and reigning with him over cities in his kingdom throughout eternity and you're going to be using your faith just like you do now except on a much higher plane I'm telling you friends in a million years from now the Lord will tell you he'll call your name and he'll tell you to do something that will involve cities and kingdom and involve peoples. And you won't just go, blah, oh, blah, 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 You'll look at him. And by that time, you're going to be something. I'm telling you, by that time, you're going to be shining like stars of glory. And by that time, your faith will be at a place you'll say, yes, Lord. Thank you, sir. By your grace, I will. And you will speak and it will happen. And you will do and it will come to pass. And you will be a king of the kings he's king of. You will be a Lord. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But you will be like him. Hallelujah. Because you are even now, brethren, the sons of the living God. Sons of God function in faith they live by faith they operate in faith and you and I will eons down the road we'll hug each other and we'll laugh about our times back in Sarasota And about our times back in Branch, About our times back in Tulsa. Right? You say, you remember when you took that step of faith? Now you're ruling and reigning over cities in the kingdom. Back then, it took all the faith you had to get you lunch money. It took all the faith you had to make it. But if you hadn't taken that step, you wouldn't have been able to take the next one, or the next one, or the next one. Other than that. Somebody say steps of faith. Yes. Steps, of faith. Yes. steps of faith. Can you see it? I believe you'll be able to see it clearer than you ever. I'm encouraging you in your own time. Start reading in chapter 12. And just read over to chapter 22. It's not that many chapters. And just see how God took Abraham. And he took him. It took all the faith he had to leave the house. Can you all see that? Chapter 12, it takes all the faith. He had to leave the house. And by the time he gets to chapter 22. He is believing God. For eternal covenant. That affects all the nations of the world. For eternity. Amazing. Amazing. And you. Are cut out of the same rock. You you are cut out. Of the same rock. You're of the seed of Abraham. And we are destined. Destined to rule and reign with him as kings and priests. Somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So he left his home and his people. Sarah was taken by Pharaoh, but he overcame that. He overcame his fears and feelings and passed those steps. There was strife between he and Lot's herdsmen, but he overcame selfishness and fears and feelings and he deferred and and said you take what you want and I'll go the other way and then when Lot wound up in Sodom and the enemy came and took them all away Abram overcame fears and feelings and took his trained servants and his neighbors and went and did what five kings and their armies couldn't accomplish oh that wasn't shouting loud enough right there (laughs) Do you believe God today would do things with His people that multiplied companies can't get done? That confederated governments can't get done? Do you believe it? You believe it? He's looking for people just like you and me. And so He did. He overcame fears and feelings, and He went and won that and got them back and brought back and gave tithes of all to Melchizedek. And then we see, skip over to chapter... uh, 15 with me, if you would. Chapter 15. We see after these things, verse 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. Now, we've heard that so many times until we think that's just the Lord's standard howdy. That's not the Lord's standard howdy. If he starts off by saying what? Fear not. There's a reason. Why is he saying this? Why start with this? Why lead with this? Because this is the one thing that can keep what he's about to say from happening. This is the thing that's going to smack you in your face when God tells you the amazing things he wants you to do and wants to do for you and through you. The next thing that's going to happen is fears and feelings. And what are we going to have to do? We're overcomers, which means we come over stuff, which is a lot like running over stuff. So we will overcome every fear and every feeling. And if the Lord told us, fear not, that means we can. Yeah. Yeah. Fear not, Abram. Fear not what? What I'm about to tell you is not too wonderful. It's not too amazing to believe. You ever heard somebody say, Well, that just seems too good to be true. That just seems too big. That just seems too amazing. God's things are that way. It's exceeding abundantly above and beyond. But you can, by faith, believe it and accept it. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Now, he's already experienced something of God being his shield. He just returned From this victory. Over these armies right. He knows God can keep him and protect him. He's been doing it. God's emphasizing something else to him. And. You're exceeding. Great. Reward. Somebody say exceeding. Exceeding. Say it out loud with me. Exceeding. Exceeding. Great. reward. Reward. Say it again. Exceeding Exceeding. Great. Reward another time exceeding great reward now God doesn't use superfluous unnecessary descriptors he doesn't stretch things if he said it was reward it'd be good if he says it's a great reward it's going to take major mind renewal to even grasp what he's talking about. But if he hauls off and says, it's exceeded. Great. Reward. You got to remember who's talking. I said, you got to remember who's talking. This is not some wide-eyed preacher waving his hands. This is the Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth who doesn't throw words around. That's why before he told Abram this, the first thing he said, now don't be afraid. By what I'm about to tell you. But I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Didn't the Bible say in Hebrews 11:6 6, that uh, you got to believe that he is. And what else do you have to believe? You've got to believe. Reward is something good. Hmm? How many believe God's a good God and he's got something good, something great good, something exceeding great reward for those that diligently seek him and follow him and believe him and obey him? So then what about your future? What about your future? How good is it? I said, how good is it? Is he not able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we asked? Oh, How good is that? Come on. Reach out. Think as big as you can think. Think as big as you can think. It's bigger than that. <laughs> as big as you can reach out and ask and think. It's bigger than that. It's bigger. It's not just a little bigger. It's a lot bigger. It's exceeding. Abundantly. Above. All. But you can ask or think. According to. The power that's at work within you. Now it is connected to what's going on inside you. But how many know you can have power on the work inside you that is far beyond what your head's keeping up with? Happens to me all the time. My heart gets stirred up about something and my heart goes, glory to God! And my head goes, what? (laughs) What are we shouting about? And I've learned to say, just hold on. You'll catch up later. You can perceive things Beyond your understanding. Amen. And you can get happy beyond what you know. That's right. that's right. And that's how faith does anyway. God says, Oh, it's good. And so you just have a party right now. And you you don't even know why. Why? Because God said it's good. And if God says it's good, I'm telling you, you just say, Go ahead and have the party right now. You'll find out later what we're shouting about. And you won't have shouted too much. Somebody say, exceeding. exceeding. Great, Great. Reward. reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? He's already rich. But he said, I got nobody to leave it to. And uh, Abram said, Behold, to me you've given no seed. The one born in my house is mine heir. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, This shall not be your heir. But he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad. He said, come out here. God had this in mind when he told him to leave home. Why didn't he show Abram this the night before he left his home country? He wasn't ready for this. Come on, can you see this? And what if, what if Abram had never found enough faith to leave home? he would never have found out about any of this because he wouldn't have developed to where he could have heard this. How many remember Jesus talking about him that has ears to hear? Let him hear. What does that mean? Why, Why would you keep talking about that? As your faith develops, oh, glory to God. Romans says that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Doesn't it say that? And as your faith increases, you can hear bigger. You can hear greater. And now, after God keeping him and prospering him and protecting him and giving him these victories, Abraham can hear what he's been wanting to tell him for years now. He said, come on out here with me. What did he say? He said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if you be able to number them, what God just get through telling him, I am your exceeding great reward. How big is exceeding great? Well, just go out and look up in the night sky. That's exceeding great. How big is that? And how much of that can you even see from here? And tell the stars if you be able to number them. And he said, "So shall your seed be." Come on, put yourself out here. Well, what's Abraham doing? What's Abraham? Come on, come put yourself here. Here's a man. God said, "Leave the house." He left the house. God says, "Go get him." You can win the battle. He did it. Every time God says do something, he did it. He's learned. He's grown. He's here. And God says, look at these stars. He's out here looking at them. God's speaking straight to him. He said, can you count all these? Count them all. Tell me how many there are. He said, that's how many your seed will be. And verse 6. and the most amazing words in the Bible. What does verse 6 say? He did what? Does Abraham understand what God's talking about? No. No. He's talking about me and you. Mm -hmm. And the generations before us. And any generations that will come after us. Come on, are you listening? At this moment, he has not one physical child of his own. And God's telling him. God's had this in mind before he was born. God's been wanting to tell him this for years. He's been wanting to show him this. But he can't tell him if he's just going to flip out. Or if he's just going to scoff and mock and laugh and ridicule it. There's no need telling him. He's got to get his faith. Where he can hear it. He's got to get his faith. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Romans 1 says. And Abraham is at the point where he's standing out here. He's looking in the night sky. It is so vast. It is so big. He knows it's far beyond what he's taking in, but beyond his understanding, he just reached with his heart. Come on now. You you got, you got to stay with me on this. He, as a man of faith, opened up his spirit and received all of this. Glory to God with hardly an understanding in his head of what God was talking about, but God has got him to the place where he looked at it and even though he didn't understand it, he grasped the spiritual concept that it's bigger than space. It's bigger than the stars. And you begin to get a glimpse of the capability of a human being. A human spirit created in the likeness and image of God the one who spoke light into existence who spoke the planets into existence that came out of him he had to conceive it for it to come out of him and those created in his likeness and image have the capacity to conceive on that scale most never come close But they do have the capacity. These are some of the biggest words in the Bible. Abraham did what? He's standing out there looking in the night sky. And God said, you see all this? Well, everywhere he looks, there's stars. And this is before light pollution. There's no electric lights out here. And I think God probably did this on a really clear, nice night. Don't you think so? And he's looking, I mean, everywhere he looks. Everywhere he looks. He says, Abraham, can you count all this? He said, no, sir. He said, this is how many your descendants will be. And just like that, Abram came to attention. He said, yes, sir. I believe it. I believe it. If you said it, you can do it. And I believe it. And just like that, his insides opened up. And he received it. And I believe the Almighty smiled. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I believe the Father smiled and said, That's my buddy. That's my buddy. You just don't believe it gets too big for me, do you? He said, I don't, God. If you said it, you can do it. Does that resonate with your heart? Does that resonate with your spirit? Is that you? Are you cut out of the same rock? This is not about faith principles. This is not about learning all the steps. This is personal. I said, This is personal between you and Him. Somebody say, I trust you, Lord nothing's too big for you nothing's too hard for you did you know that he's been wanting to talk to you about some things I said did you know he's been wanting to talk to you he's been wanting to bring up some things to you but your hearing hadn't been there if you're already freaking out about this I mean if you're already going spastic over this little stuff it's not time for him to bring up the other two. You just there's no need, and you just going into unbelief and mocking. But friend, he's already got it scoped out for us. He's got it mapped out for us. If we'll just keep taking these steps of faith, we just keep taking these steps of faith, just like Abraham. He'll wake you up in the middle of the night. He'll call your name. He'll say, Ed, Susie. You'll go, Yes, Lord, I'm here. He yes, so I want to show you this. I want to talk to you about this. And when he tells you, your mind's going to go, <laughs> and, you, and you, I mean, your pores and everything else, you're going to go, huh, what? And that's when you got to shut all of it down and push all the fears aside and the feelings aside and let your heart do what it is made to do. Yeah. I said, let your spirit do what God created it to do, which is to believe him no matter how big it becomes. Somebody say, he is my shield and my exceeding great reward. Exceeding great reward. That's going to be beyond your head, beyond your previous experience, beyond what other folk are seeing and saying. And you can't get it all with your head, but you can believe it. Just like Abraham, you can believe it. He believed in the Lord and God counted it to him for righteousness Centuries and centuries before the cross, before the blood. Come on, are you listening? Centuries and centuries before he got by revelation what you and I are doing right now. Amen. Hallelujah. And without going through all the details, the rest of this chapter is where God entered into covenant with him. And he laid out the animals and blood was shed. And he took him and showed him the future. Is God showing Abraham some things? He's showing him his plan. And he told him that his descendants would be in a land. and They'd be oppressed for the 400 years. The Egyptian bondage. And after that he's going to bring them out. And what's going to happen? And they're going to possess the land. And then the presence of God passed between the animal parts. Abram is in this trance if you will this deep sleep somebody say God's showing him things things. he's showing him things he's showing him the plan he's showing him the future can you say amen? amen this is what faith is about and this is how it works if God can trust you to do what he tells you to when how the way if he can trust you more he can trust you with more yeah. i said if he can trust you and trust me more he can trust us with more which means he can share more with us he can let us in on more so many times people have been so hungry. Did you know there, there is inner counsel with God? I said, did you know there's inner counsel? Maybe you didn't. You remember when Jesus walked the earth? There were times he would call only three. Is that right? Peter, James, and John. And not the rest. Why? 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 Because he could trust what they would do with him in this situation. They're not going to be a drag on him. They're going to be a help to him. Hmm? Not everybody would be, even not even necessarily the rest of the five. Well, Thomas, for instance, on one occasion, he said, well, let's just go die with it. Is Is that who you want to take to raise somebody from the dead? Not knocking him, but he just wasn't there. Right? His faith wasn't there. And when your faith is not there, then you don't hear on a certain level. And if you don't, then people can't talk to you and can't share certain things with you. There is inner counsel with God. And can you sense in the Spirit, He longs. He longs to have maturing sons and daughters that He can share things with that won't just run out and motor their mouth and muddy up waters and cause problems the next day. People that He can talk to about what's about to happen, what's coming up now. But if you don't have ears to hear it and you don't hear it right... And if all it does is scare you and shake you, then you're better off not being told. And we need to deal with other people the same way he deals with us. And sometimes pastors and ministers have got upset because some of their people uh, went and said and did some things and, and mishandled information. But sometimes you've got to come back and realize you're the one messed up. You shouldn't have told them. You're trying to treat them like they're at a place that they're not. Now, with that in mind, can you see what has happened in chapter 15 here? Has God taken Abraham into his counsel much further? Come on, can you see this? When he tells him what's going to happen and he shows him the night sky and he's giving him... see? While Abraham's looking up into the night sky, God gave him glimpse spiritually into the magnitude of this thing. And his spirit opened up and received it. And that set him up for the next thing to where when God enters into covenant with him, God unfolds the next half millennia to him. Do you see this, friends? Yeah. He talks to him about the next 400 years and then what's going to happen after that 400 years how many would like God to get you up out of bed tonight and take you and begin to unfold and talk to you and show you what's going to happen in the next 500 years? And all this started with leave the house. Didn't it? It all started with leave. Because if you hadn't had faith to leave the house, you'd have never touched any of this. Now, go with me, please, over to the uh, 18th chapter. We believe in God together, aren't we? The Bible says deep calls unto deep. Is there something inside you deep that calls unto him? Because he's calling to you. He wants us to grow up. He wants our faith to come up. He wants our hearing to come up so that he can show us things, talk to us about things, include us in some things, make us a part of some things. Are you destined to be a part of everything he does throughout eternity? Are you? Are you? That began when you got born again. It's supposed to be increasing in this life. And into the next. Oh hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. 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 Inner counsel. The 18th chapter. You see more of this. The Lord appeared unto him. In the plains of Mamre. And he, and he sat in the tent door. In the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes. And looked and lo three men stood by him. And when he saw them, He ran to meet them from the tent door. And bowed himself toward the ground now Abram is older and he's really really rich he does not have to run out to every stranger he sees passing by he could have sent all kind of people to check on him or invite him or all kind of other things but how many know you need to stay open right no matter what you have to do or don't have to do you need to stay open in your spirit and there will be times when you realize God's in this and it's time for you to get up and get a move on And he ran, old guy, (laughs) ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. How many believe he perceived something when he saw them? He thought, oh, what is this? What is this? And he ran out there. And uh, God gives his precious things to those who value them. I mean, if you don't care enough to even get up and leave, you leave the door. Mm-hmm. But you see him rushing out to meet. And verse 3, he said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched. And wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I'll fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort you, your hearts. After that, you shall pass on. For therefore are you come to your servant. And they said, so do, as you've said. Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, make ready quickly. Three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes upon the earth. Now, you've got to remember, last time we read, they had almost 400 employees. Uh. Right? <laughs> Why has Sarah got to bake the bread? Because these are special guests. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, can you see this? Same reason Abraham's out there meeting them personally, talking to them. And then notice what happened. Abraham, doing some more running, ran to the herd, picked out a calf personally, picked out the guy that's supposed to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf he had dressed and he set it before him and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. Friend, we live in a world in a society where there's so much disrespect and dishonor and people don't seem to, they don't value and treasure. Everything's common. Everything's equal and okay and no big deal. But friend, the Lord said, those that honor me, I will honor. Didn't he say that? And when it comes to his things, Uh, And we see it is the Word of God. It's the anointed of God. It's the chosen of God. It's time for you and I to get a move on. Right? right? And do the best we can. And roll out the red carpet. And spend the money. Come on, are y'all listening? And get personally involved. and, And do everything we know how to do. Because if you don't. And you get calloused. And everything is just acceptable and okay. Then what has happened is your fervor and love has cooled. Your love for God and his things is not what it used to be and not what it should be. So Abraham, Sarah, personally, and it sounds like he's waiting on them personally. Verse 9, he was considered a great prince throughout the land. Uh, uh, one of the next chapters you see is the king comes to visit him and asks him to enter into a covenant with him for his benefit, the king's benefit. That's his place in the country, and yet you got him running out to meet these guys, right? And doing all these things. Said out loud I'll never get too big, I'll never get too important. to run to the Lord Lord. and serve Him personally. personally. Mm. No matter what He adds to you, no matter what He gives to you, never, never, never. Keep reading. He said, where's Sarah, your wife? And he said, she's in the tent. She's right there. And, uh, he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old. know when the Bible says you old? You old. Well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself. So I don't know that she made a sound because she laughed within herself does God hear what you do within yourself oh yeah she laughed within herself and had a little smart remark to say about it and uh the Lord speaks right up and says uh why did Sarah laugh Sin shall I have a surety bear a child which is most. Is anything too hard for the Lord? See, all this goes together because they just got, you know, not long before Abram standing out in the night sky looking at all these stars and he was able to overcome fears and feelings and believe that nothing was too hard for the Lord. Now here they're talking about one baby and, and Sarah's having trouble with this. To her credit, she overcame her fears and feelings later and has her own verses in Hebrews 11. Is that right? To her credit. Not hers and Abram's, her own verse. When you got your own verse in Hebrews 11, brother, brother, nobody should mess with you because you don't get any bigger stamp of approval. And uh he said, is anything too hard for the Lord? And Sarah denied. And she said, I, no, no, I didn't laugh. Because she was afraid. She was what? Fear. She was what? What's the problem? Fear. Fear. See, what comes to you? Every time the Lord tells you something big, what's going to show up? What's going to try to slap you in the face? Fear and feelings. And what do you got to do? Show me. Show me what you got. You, rev it up. Rev it up. Re- and come right over roll over every fear and every feeling don't let it stop you and uh, she said I didn't because she was afraid but he said no you did you did did laugh and the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom and Abraham went with them now you notice he gets up he runs out, meets them before they get to the house, and when they leave, he's going with them like he's going on the journey. How far is he going? I don't know, but he's helping them get started on their journey. Not just see you, hope you do good. He's walking with them as they're leaving. He wants to spend a little more time with them. He wants to show respect and honor. He went with them to bring them on the way. And I want you to hear this. We're talking about faith. Faith is about, it's not about rules. It's about relationship. It's trust. It's trust. And it doesn't develop to the highest levels overnight or in a week or two. But as you know people and fellowship with them and commune with them for years and for decades, and they prove themselves to you and you prove yourself to them, trust. Trust becomes greater and stronger and greater and stronger. And when the Lord can trust us more, he will trust us with more. And that's what's happening right now. The Bible said that the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? He brought it up to him. The Lord brought it up to him. How many would like to be awakened in the morning by the Father and him call your name and say, I want to let you know what's about to happen Hmm? in Europe, in Asia, in Canada, in the States, in the economy, in the church. I want to... Shall I hide it from you? (laughs) My friend my covenant friend. And uh, he said, Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Why is he telling him that? Because Abram has already received it. Out there looking up into the night sky. It's a done deal between him and God seeing that Abraham is going to become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him since that's the future and it's already said anyway and he's going to be involved in all these nations with all these cities let me tell you what's going on with these cities today because you're already in the inner council he said for I know him He'll command his children and his household after him, and they'll keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he's spoken of him. He said, I know him. Has Abraham demonstrated faithfulness ever since he left his country? I mean, it doesn't matter what God tells him, he will do anything God tells him to do. We talked about last night. God speaks to Abraham. He's never heard of it. They've never heard of it. But when he gets through talking with God, he jumps out and tells everybody all over the place, everybody's getting circumcised today. Everybody's going, what? What's that? What? It wouldn't matter what God told him. And we see this over and over and over again. He will do it. And that's what the Lord tells him right now when he's about to talk to him about these other things. He said, I know him. He will do what I tell him to do. He will see that it stays right into the next generation and that they have it to take beyond their generation. Keep reading. The Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, because their sin is very grievous, I'll go down now and see whether they've done altogether according to the cry of it which has come to me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. He just stayed right there. And then Abraham did what? Drew near. He he walked over a little closer to the Lord. And he said, Lord, will you will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now, friend, I know we've read about this. I know know we've heard about this. I know we've talked about intercession. And we've talked about prayer. But try to take away all the preconceptions that you have. This is two people. One of them is the Lord. And a man has demonstrated him believing and faithful to the point where now the Lord has brought this up. To this man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And why? Because he wants him. Mm -hmm. To ask what he's asking right now. He He wants somebody. Mm -hmm. To give him a way. Of justly. Not bringing judgment today. And so Abraham draws near and he says. Will you destroy. The righteous with the wicked. Peradventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. Will you also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? Apparently there's silence. And he said, Lord, that's not like you. That is far from you to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, that the righteous should be as the wicked. That's far from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Who's he talking to? Who's he talking to? I believe he said it with great humility. You know he did because of the next phrases that he uses and describes some things. And yet, because of his faith and faithfulness, he has a relationship that he can talk to God about this. God himself brought it up to him so he could. Do you desire this, saints? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I'll spare all the place for their sakes. A conversation between God and his friend is affecting cities and thousands of people's lives. Is that right? Right here in this conversation. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now I have taken upon me to speak to the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. I'm not, I'm not being presumptuous. I pray, Lord. I. But what if we're five short? What if we're just five people short of the 50? And he said, If I find 40 and five, I'll not destroy it. He said, what if there's just 40? The Lord said, I won't do it for 40's sake. He said, Lord, don't be angry. And and I'm going to go ahead and ask you, what, what if we can only find 30? And he said, I won't do it if I find 30 there. Who's he talking to, saints? A man. And he said, uh, Behold, now I've taken it upon me to speak to the Lord. What, what if there's just 20? The Lord said, I won't destroy it for 20's sake. He said, Lord, don't, don't be angry. And I'll I I speak one more time here, but what if we can only find half of those? And, and I think he's sure that between Abraham and his, and his in-laws and his kin folks, we can drum up ten. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ten? Yeah. Ten. Ten's not a whole lot of people. No. He didn't know how bad a shape the place was in. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned to his place. This didn't happen the day he left his country. It didn't happen the first couple of years. But step after step, Abraham's faith developed and his hearing changed and his capacity enlarged. And when God can trust you, he'll trust you with more. He'll bring you into greater confidence. He'll share more with you. Can you sense the heart of God yearning? He wants to talk to some people that won't just go guy guy because he brings up something big. He wants to talk to somebody about changing some things that won't just get religious and, and say dumb, stupid stuff and not even know how to relate to him. He's looking for somebody, a man after his own heart, a woman after his own heart that wants what he wants. That thinks like he thinks. Come on, are you listening? Yes. Yes. That knows how big he is and how good he is and how righteous and perfect he is and how kind and compassionate it is. Yes. Yes. That he can call your name. Mark, Brenda, Dave, Keith, Betty. And you go, I'm here, Lord. Yes, sir, what is it? You say, my covenant friend, shall I hide from you what's about to happen? You say, no, Lord, tell me. What can I do? I know I don't claim to have walked in the fullness of this, but there's been moments that have touched some of this. I know there was a situation with an individual and judgment was there. It was at their door. And they had it coming too. And I remember one night in prayer, I came before the Lord. I said, Lord, I know they don't, I don't deserve to ask for any more time or any more, you have been more than merciful. You have been more than kind. You have been more than patient. You've given opportunity after opportunity. But I'm going to ask you. Give them another opportunity. Give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Give them an opening of the eyes. And get put them some strength in their spirit. And help them to realize this. And, and, and I hadn't finished speaking. And the Lord spoke to me just as clear and strong. He said, son, I'm going to do that. Just because you asked me to. Pssh. I'm gonna do that. Just because you asked me to. Well what's all this right here? He's he's gonna spare whole cities. He's gonna do a why? Why? They didn't deserve it. No they didn't. They did they didn't deserve another month to get it together. Why why is he gonna do it? Because somebody he loves that loves him, somebody that trusts him completely, that he can trust. Come on, can you see this, saints? That he can trust too is asking him. And did you hear what the Lord kept saying? I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that too. What did he keep saying? I'll do that. I'll do that too. Okay. I'll do that too. Oh, somebody say, Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today, free of charge, by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.